welcome to Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From Wellington, New Zealand, I'm Dave Wood, and joining me from Devon, England, is Dave Knott. I've been doing, uh, sort of getting in on the whole USB-C lifestyle, and I've ordered a hub. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've, uh, that's one thing I've done. What else did I order? I what, ordered what a... What hub have you gone for? I'm, I'm curious. Okay, so I went onto the, the wire cutter. Yeah. And they essentially um, did one of their the best USB-C hub you should buy. And I was like, cool. Seeing as I know nothing about USB-C hubs, I'll buy this one. <laughs> so, um, But of course, it's an American site, isn't it? Yeah. Which means all of their Amazon affiliate links point to Amazon.com. They do redirect to .co.uk. Yeah. Um, however, a lot of the times the products don't match. So in the event that the, the UK site doesn't have the same product as the US, it will just do a search on the right. UK site. and then it's like nearest match. Yeah. Um, I think I found roughly what I want, though. Um, and it's by the same manufacturer, and it looks basically the same thing as what the Americans had. So it's a, a VAVA USB-C 8-in-1 multi-port adapter with 4K HDMI port. Yeah. Two USB 3. Uh, let me see, one gigabit Ethernet, three USB 3 ports, and a 100-watt power delivery USB-C port as well. So cool. th- this is what it enticed me to it, is because I'm thinking I can stick this port, like when I'm upstairs in the office, um, I've kind of got like a little cupboard under the desk, so I've got my gigabit switch in there, I've got a few other bits and bobs um, of that nature in there. So I thought I could stick this hub in that cupboard. Yep. Um, have my charger plugged into the hub in the cupboard, so it's sort of like out of sight, and then have one lead that comes up through, you know, those sort of like holes you get in office desks that have those yeah. like plastic grommets in. So I've got one of those. Yeah. So I'll just have one USB-C cable that comes out of that, plugs into the laptop. That'll be quite neat. Yeah. Yeah. And then like what, you'll use it battery powered otherwise around the house and then return it back to base every so often. That's my plan at the minute. I mean, worst case, I can. I'm not adverse to buying another charger. Yep. But I, I quite like the idea of having a charger that's just always in the cupboard, so I don't have to derig it all every time I want to like go away or. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. Two chargers, I think, makes a lot of sense as well. Like you know, there's your your desk setup, like you like you've described a permanent charger, and then you've got one that's for traveling. Yeah, I, I could see that making sense, and you can. You know, just run it off the one charger to begin with and just see how you go. Yeah, I'm going to be sort of feeling it out, I think, the first week or two. Um, Interestingly, though, is what I found with HDMI and these hubs. Because the HDMI port on this hub can do 4K at 30 hertz or what they call 2K at 60. Right, okay. if, If you want to get a hub that can do 4K 60... Uh, they start getting expensive unless I've completely missed a point somewhere and have ordered the wrong thing. Um, Cause I kind of in a panic last night, I suddenly thought like, like this, what we're doing now is probably yep. going to be the, la- the last podcast I record on this old MacBook I'm on. So I thought, Oh God, I got to order something to get my audio interface to work. And I thought, oh, well, I want to get hub because I want to sort of have gigabit ethernet and this and that. Um, so I kind of ordered this in a bit of a, I guess you could say a hurry. Yeah. So 
if someone was to sort of message me and be like, oh, did you know that? I'd be like, oh, right, okay. That wouldn't that wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if that happened. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like if you want to go down the display port route, suddenly things get expensive, like hundreds of pounds. Hmm. Whereas this was £32, which seems all right to me. That's um, Yeah, that sounds, sounds about right. I, I'm wondering whether you could get a... Um just a, a USB through to HDMI uh, cable, if, essentially. I mean, it'll have the conversion stuff on the inside, and it'll appear as a... You know, the reality is is it's got a USB on one end, it's got HDMI on the other, but there's a little chip inside in the middle doing quite a lot of work. You can get those sort of those sort of cables on their own, and you might be able to get hold of one of those that does 4K60 uh, for less, if that was specifically what you were really after. In the future? Yeah. I mean, of course, I don't have a 4K monitor at the minute, so that's kind of not yeah. really what I'm interested in. point, really. Kind of, yeah. So I'm figuring I'll just um, rig up that uh, 1920 by 1200 monitor I've got and just run a yeah. HDMI cable from the hub in the cupboard, again, underneath the desk, sort of tack it to the bottom and run it up through one of those holes. So the, that cable itself should be more or less invisible. And the only thing that you'll see is just that one USB I've ordered a USB extension cable as well, obviously, because the, the little tiny yep. cable that comes on the docks isn't very long. It's like a few inches. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the plan. I'll see how that goes. Well, that'll be nice. That'll be a good setup. Okay, so over the last few weeks, Dave, we've, we've had a, a few conversations outside of the podcast and everything um, about something that you've been working on sort of bit by bit. So it, it all it all kind of started out. Um, we, we were watching YouTube one evening, Heather and I, and this yep. ad came up before the video we were watching, and it was something to do with Bitcoin. And Heather was like, "Oh yeah, I remember Bitcoin." Because remember, like when it went up to like twenty thousand dollars a coin, and then it dropped, and it was in the news quite a lot. And then she goes, "Oh, I wonder what the price is now." And so we looked, and it was like, "Oh, okay, so it's at like I don't know six thousand pounds for a yep. coin at the time that we looked." And sort of looked at the little graph, and it's like, oh, it goes up and down quite a bit, doesn't it? Is that yeah, it does. And then um, um, I kind of said, oh, I wonder if you could just like buy a coin, wait for it to go up by like fifty quid, and then sell the coin, and then just make fifty quid like really quickly, and then do it over and over and over again. And she kind of scoffed and said, "Don't be so silly. That'd never work." Um, so in my, I don't know, my sort of childish nature, um, I kind of wanted to <laughs> instantly prove her wrong. So I wrote this little PHP <laughs> script that just. Um, like super super primitive like took an hour if if that just to get the price of bitcoin every minute and just run a little script over it and see if it was at all possible and for a period of time it kind of looked like it maybe was um that that was of course until you factored in like the exchange fees because obviously when you buy a coin you pay an exchange fee and then when you sell the coin again you pay an exchange fee and that can be like 0.5 of a percent each way so that's one percent of your total kind of trade you have to allocate to that so that's probably not not like a route we're gonna I'm gonna pursue. It's just kind of lit this fire of is there something here that I can kind of write a script for that can sort of trade automatically? I don't know. It's just completely obsessed me for the last four to five weeks. I would say I I don't know if there is anything there. I I don't know if anything will come of it. It could be a big fat pile of nothing. And I haven't even got any money in the game at all. You know, I'm I'm just kind of looking at the pricing and just trying to work out like, is there anything here that a script could look at and be like, oh, I should buy then and sell there and try and detect trends. Um, 
it's all become a little bit obsessive, really. And it's taken away from what I've been doing with my iOS development, yeah. uh, like ReadList. I haven't really done an awful lot of that in the last few weeks. And it's been weird because I've been doing lots of things that I've wanted to talk about. But it's a really difficult subject to talk about. Like, really difficult. And obviously I can talk to you about it. But I'm kind of, just even talking now, I'm a little bit worried as to what the listeners are going to have to yeah. say about it. Because yeah. um, I mean, just when I've spoken to a couple of people about it, just in person... It's almost like maybe like the old cartoons, like where you'd see like dollar signs rolling around in someone's eyes when they see a big bag of money with a dollar sign on it. <laughs> it's almost like that, and it's like no, 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 no. This isn't like get rich quick. I don't even know if this is going to work. I'm just like talking about this as like a general interest topic of conversation, <laughs> and the conversation very quickly turns to, oh yeah, I'll, I'll give you twenty quid. And it's like no, 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 no. That's not that's yep. not where this is going. <laughs> this is just like us talking um, about something that's interesting. It's, it's not like I'm here to make you rich. I don't even know if it's going to make me any money. It could lose me money. And, <laughs> and, and then how do you expect this to work? You give me twenty quid, and then I come back to you in a week's time with an envelope stuffed full of fifties, and I'm like, here you go. Put this in your pocket. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, we need to consider paying tax on all of this, and like, oh, so it's. I think you summed it up really well. You said it's like the equivalent of someone saying, oh, hey, I've got an app idea, when they find out you're an app developer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it is. It's kind of it's one of those things, right? We we can talk about this, and um, I don't know, a few other people I could have these sort of conversations with as well, but it's very much on the basis that we're, we're looking at it as devs um, or as problem solvers who also kind of have entrepreneurial tendencies. So it's that sort of element of like, it's obviously it's you know, Bitcoin as a thing being what it is, it's in the development sort of wheelhouse. And then, you know, you're looking at it and you're going, mm, I think there might be something there where I could, you know, do this, this kind of ride the wave um, accrual of cash with it. And that that's the problem, right? That's, that's the thing that's then set your mind off and you're sort of going, okay, how do I go about this? And you're looking at your tools and you know, different scripts and sources of data and that sort of stuff so we can talk about it from the technical perspective without even sort of doing that kind of like oh but can i give you 20 quid and you come back next week with a few thousand you know i i think the the trouble is the, the reason I, I without wanting to sort of denigrate anybody who's not technical it's that thing of like anything sufficiently technologically advanced sort of appears like magic to somebody who doesn't understand any of that um you know, so it's sort of like because yeah, yeah. The, the you know how the how the sausage is made, if you like, is completely obscured to them. And, and whereas, like we're we're in development and we are on that side of the fence, and so it's not; it's, it's just a development thing, um, a technological thing, and we like playing with those. So, yeah, it, it's funny. I sort of feel like this sort of stuff. Um, it can be quite. Uh, bamboozling quite opaque to sort of non non techie people uh and and I, I i get surprised by that every now and again the app conversations one i still have and fall into every now and again i think somebody sort of gets it and then you know lo and behold the conversation suddenly lights flips from being about app development to being well i've got a problem with my computer and it's coming up like this do you think you, do you know how how you could fix that like well probably because i'll probably sit there and hit up google and have a look if it was my pc but that doesn't mean i'm it support um yeah so anyway it's uh 
I, I think the, the trouble with Bitcoin is because it's visualized about as being this thing where everybody's making money because of that boom that there was the other year. Um, I think it's quite easy for a lot of people to kind of just see it in that sense. Um, and I'm getting the impression you've done enough research by now to sort of have a, a feel of like, obviously you could you could find something and there could be a wave to ride and that, that's got to feel quite motivating. But I think there's also a level of realism that you've got with your assessment now, which is, like you said, if it's that easy, everybody would be doing it. And also I think you've got a flavor of like the the type of development that, that it would be. You know, the type of uh, sort of trend spotting, that sort of thing, in order to kind of um, have something that was effective in sort of, you know, right, knowing when to hold and when to sell, I think is essentially what you're trying to, to figure out um, in one form or another with, with a level yeah, of so- whatever risk it is you, you want to take. Um, and so to put all of that together, uh, it requires a lot of domain knowledge about about this sort of financial trading um and it's that that i think you've you've been building up sort of with the with the different sort of hacks and things that you've been describing to me over the last few weeks um yeah so this is this is the thing it's like i initially approached yeah. it as like a coder and and then i suddenly realized that there's this whole domain of knowledge that you also need that i don't have so that's kind of and i wonder whether that's been the thing that's been almost like the addictive part is just the learning yeah, because it's just something new to learn. That's kind of a bit out there and a bit different to what I'm used to. So I, I, I've been thinking the last few days: is that what I've been enjoying? Is just simply learning something that's completely different to a new Swift framework. So I don't know. I don't know whether there's something more to that. I think there probably might be, if I'm being totally honest. But it's um, it's kind of gripped me, whatever it is, and I've kind of find it. I found it quite fascinating because. Yeah, it's, it's kind of approaching it as a programmer, being like, oh, I can kind of code my way through this and make some sense of it. And then all of a sudden, you've got to learn this whole body of knowledge that kind of financial people kind of have. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting trying to apply that through code, because a lot of it, all the all the kind of learning stuff is usually done through the context of a graph or a spreadsheet. Yep. Whereas my brain is, right, I need to try and decode what they're saying and put that into like Swift or, or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's the whole like machine learning element. Is there anything I can leverage with that? Um, short answer doesn't look like it at the moment, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Funny sitting here now, like we've been talking about this for a few weeks and I've, I've been quite motivated in those few weeks, but sitting here today, I feel less motivated than I've ever felt. And I don't know whether that's because like the new shiny is kind of wearing off. Yeah. Um, or just simply because, it's not looking anywhere near as kind of doable as I thought it might be. Um, and I came into this thinking that it might not be doable at all, but I've got to have a look. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. And it's now that my sort of, we've spoken about this a lot, but now that my app development is kind of, it's not what I rely on to make money. It's kind of a hobby that then afforded me this kind of sabbatical. Yep. So I'd, I'd, yeah, yeah. That has been nice in itself in that I can just be like, you know what, I'm going to do this other thing and just see what's there. I'm now starting to feel quite a big sense of guilt for not actually working on my iOS app for the last sort of few weeks um, to the point now where I think I'm going to have to pick it up again. The other thing, of course, has been that my MacBook that I've got has been so terribly slow 
in doing any iOS dev that that's kind of put me off doing it as well. So I think when this new MacBook arrives, hopefully tomorrow, um, that'll, that'll address that as well. Yeah, uh, you'll be back in the iOS seat for a while probably. I think so. And it's yeah, it's just kind of unfolding that it's not as... Uh, yeah, this, this Bitcoin thing has a lot to it. And there's, I'm feeling sat here today that perhaps it's not such a good idea for a chump like me to be fiddling around with it when <laughs> it seems like... <laughs> The, the the level of knowledge that I require to do it properly, I don't really have, and I'd be kind of acquiring that knowledge in a rush. And I don't yep. know whether that's just a good idea in general. So, yeah, oh, yeah so... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sat here today, and we haven't spoken about this beforehand, <laughs> but I'm sat here now feeling a bit negative yep. about it. So I, I felt when you sort of first started describing what you're up to, you had you had something that, that looked like it might work. Yeah, I think where where it looked like it might work at the start, that was kind of situational. And then, so that kind yep. of, that was almost like the worst possible timing because exactly when I started investigating it was exactly when the market conditions were at their most favourable to me. So that kind of skewed my expectation. I just thought, oh, brilliant. Like, this just must be like this all the time because I've just come into it randomly and it's working instantly. Um, but of course, yep. over time, the, obviously the market changes and it, it's not been good at all. In fact, any of the kind of simulated money that it accrued, it's sort of eaten into itself. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, my fear with all of this um, is that six months is going to go by and I'll have nothing to show for it. And also I won't have been working on my iOS stuff. So at the very least, I feel like I need to split my efforts because at the moment I, up until now the yep. last few weeks I haven't been I've just been like obsessively going at this um, starting to feel like I'm spinning my wheels a little bit and in a way it's like this is no different to to like shares like you could probably do this with shares I don't know for sure but I guess you could it just happens that because we're nerds we maybe yep. lean towards Bitcoin because it's like you say kind of in our tech realm a little bit um, and it made me think like yep. would, would I would I bother to do this with shares probably not because in my head shares are boring <laughs> it's just because it's bitcoin it's yep. a bit fun <laughs> so it's kind of like i'm starting to question like my motivation for this like, as a whole yeah and there's a whole load of stuff with um with trading and shares and that side of stuff that um i don't know much about that side of stuff i've had very limited exposure to it but i i've, I've been told things along the lines of you know you should not look at the share price day to day that shouldn't guide what you're up to. And, and like the very nature of what you, the the angle that you were trying to sort of take with, with this was to actually look for the rise and fall as as much granularity as possible. Um, because that's where you were potentially going to sort of make a good trade. And and actually if your if your level of involvement or interest has kind of petered out to a point where you know you actually you're actually going to be focusing otherwise anyway then any sort of mecha mechanism or method where you're kind of having to look at it all the time is just going to stress you out. Exactly, yeah. I don't want to be in that position because um, I, I I wouldn't want that as a job. So I don't want to sort of create a job for myself mm -hmm. in that sense. Um, I mean, obviously, if you had a, like a little script going all the time, you'd have to check in on it. 
But that would then create its own level of stress that like, you're going to look at it and like you're going to see like a big red zero or something. It's like, oh no, it's lost all the money. <laughs> or you've been asleep or something. Yeah, it's like, what do you do with that? Do, do you then go, it's lost a load of money or it's not made any money? You know, because you might set it so that you've got something that just cannot trade in a certain way because you, you've, you've adjusted it for the level of risk you're, um, that you want to have or not have. Um. And so then, you know, does that bother you if it's like it's gone seven days, eight days, nine days, and it's just not made any money because there's been no real effective rise since since the, the coin that you bought? Um, and so if that's the case, are you going to stress about that and try and hack it and try and sort of find ways of squeezing some more advantage out of the way it works or whatever? Um, or are you going to be happy enough to just sort of go, okay, that's that's what I made and that's, that's how it's supposed to work? Um, I think that's that's the sort of questions I'd be asking you to sort of assess, I guess, if you're going to get involved in it to this level. Yeah, I mean, sat here right now, I'm kind of doubting whether I'm going to get involved in it at all. I kind of feel like <laughs> I've had this little, almost like a little side quest. Yeah. <laughs> where I've had this little sort of thing that's piqued my interest and I've gone and explored it. Um, and I think probably there's a there's a lot more to it than I, I originally thought. I mean, like, how naive, really, when you think of it as well. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> thinking it's going to be that simple. Um, yeah, I don't know. It might be kind of like, I kind of want to make my iOS thing, again, like my main interest. And this will just be like a little, if it even is a thing that I continue with, it will just be like very, very small. So knowing what I do know about what you've done so far, I, I, I know that you've, um you've explored a few things that have kind of introduced you to a few different technologies and i think those are all going to stand you in good stead um so that's that's cool you know i mean you, you took this from php and then rebuilt this as a as an idea in swift right and with a mac os app that was pulling data together yeah. um so that's kind of cool. That that I think there'll be um, things that you've learned along the way there that will be useful back over in ReadList in terms of like databases and that sort of stuff. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is that, say you were to just be an idle investor with Bitcoin, you know, and you're you're putting maybe ten twenty pounds in every so often. If you were to do that, but then also you know keep track of what you bought it for it would be very, very easy to take what you've got so far and just turn that into something that gives you a kind of like a live dash update of what those um, what those amounts are worth now and to sort of file you off a report when, when they're worth any particular amount that might be an amount that you want to sell them for, so, you know, just to give you a visibility. So if you did that every, every other week or something like that and you had this sort of pot that you would have quite a good view of being able to sort of see what that's worth on any given day, you know, cause you know how to pull the data. Yeah. Um, so there's the stuff there. I, I think that that is of value in what you've learned. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where what initially seems like a really simple kind of concept. It's just how much it's unraveled in front of me. Like I haven't even considered like <laughs> the tax implications because you, you buy a Bitcoin, you then sell a Bitcoin and make some money. You, you, you're liable for tax on that, right? I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm not an accountant, I'd but have, I'd have, then and like you have to go and get accountants involved, and that's extra cost. And I, I don't know. It feels like I could 
get involved a tiny bit and then I kind of unravel this whole thing that I'm not, not yeah. particularly keen on getting involved with. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And and it, it comes down to, yeah, how much extra work are you making for yourself exactly. with a project like that? Uh, if you were talking, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of money where that just becomes, well, I could throw money at an accountant and not worry about it. So, you know, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't say it's it's a bad thing to consider it and to figure it out. Um, if you thought that that was going to be a possibility, then then all the negatives would be solvable because there would be money there to to solve them. Um, but like you say, with that, without a kind of a good um, grasp on on how that's going to happen, then it could easily become something that sort of spins out of control and is then just yeah, taking up time exactly. and and causing stress in the meantime um, and kind of taking away my focus from yeah. what I feel like I should be doing, which is iOS development. So this has been. I don't know. I feel like this has been an interesting side quest, but I'm feeling more and more, and this has only been like the last 48 hours that I've been feeling this, is that I should probably just be putting this to one side now. Um, which is kind of why I figured I'd talk about it on the show. Um, not in the sense that I'd encourage anyone to do this, but just in that kind of the consequences it's had for me and my development of my own apps, really. <laughs> kind of like the consequences of a, of a side quest, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like the, the main... I think I wanted to talk about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. not great, I think, is it's the, uh, the overall thing. Um, but it's, it's easy to kind of go down that sort of side quest route, I think. It's when- so easy. That's that's kind of what I've taken away, is that it's so unbelievably easy to get caught up in it. And before you know where you are, six weeks has gone by. And that's kind of what I'm feeling bad about at the minute. So I feel like I need to get myself back on track. Um <laughs> Again, I haven't had really the tool I need to do my iOS de- development properly. Like this MacBook I've got is so, so slow at doing it. It's painful. And that's kind of made me not as productive, even when I have been doing it, as I'd it's like to be. It's off-putting. It's really it's massively off-putting. off-putting. I, I mean, I had that with my um, my 2013 MacBook Pro. It was starting to get to a stage where I, I felt like I couldn't work on it very easily. Um, if it was the only machine I had access to, I'd have probably just got on with it. Um, but I think because the machine I have during the day, um, a paper kite is so much faster. It was just, you know, I was trying to use that at the weekend and just sort of sitting there going, it's, it's, it's like sludge. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I got the Mac mini and then lo and behold, I'm coding, you know, in, in my weekends and evenings and bits and bobs, just that bit more because I've got a machine that I can just hop on and, and there it is. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't underestimate how much your sort of machine status, if you like, has probably impacted this as well. Um, so I think when the new shiny MacBook Pro arrives, you're, you're going to be back back in the iOS saddle and getting up to speed with Swift UI and everything else. You know, I can see see you kind of getting into all of all of everything that's waiting for you there. Okay, we'll call that a wrap. If you've enjoyed today's show, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in Overcast by hitting that star button. That will help us reach even more like-minded people. Um, Also, we have our Slack channel. We'd love to invite you to join. Our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out. If you'd like to join, uh, just leave us a message on Twitter at WFR Podcast and we'll get you signed up. So, Dave, before we run off, where can people find you? 
And you can find me on Twitter at DWRoboHeads. That's RoboHeads spelled with a Z. And you can find my apps at RoboHeads.com. Again, that's RoboHeads spelled with a Z. How about you, Dave? You can follow me online at DaveNot.co.uk or on Twitter, I'm at underscore DaveNot.com.